Welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM is brought to you by the organizational team, Cole, Tess, and Theron. A very special thank you to all of our participants, without whom this event wouldn't be possible. And now, on to the episode. When the world faces a subterranean threat, only five teams with attitudes can save the day. Gifted mysterious alien technology, Benny. Can we take a second and just focus on how we just caught an actual monster in the first hour of being superheroes? We kick so much tail. Someone high five me. Gwen. Okay, we're doing this. Storm Sentinel and Druid Defender, get those people out of here. Power Paladin, let's make sure Nova Knight doesn't get her head ripped off. Scarlet. Either that, or someone has to tell their parents that Jay has been taken over by alien technology and could possibly be on a murderous trek across the United States in a crazed attempt to reach Area 51 and contact their mothership. Jay. Wait, did... Did you all have an unexpected encounter of the supernatural or paranormal variety last night? Because this green watch is not an early birthday present. (laughs) And Hanuel. A rose, by any other name, still smells as sweet. And with that, I'm gonna go. Because I promised myself to limit my exposure to negative auras and all of your clouding my day must come together and keep Dragon Cove safe from Harbinger they have just become our priority we must study them and find the source of their power once we find it and make it ours we end them and his evil minions Hera I wasn't sent here to fight you I was sent here to break you and erailed I have finally cracked the code. My next creation will be... Unstoppable. Follow the adventure at tubularteams.anchor.fm Guardians engaged! And now a special preview of episode one of Tubular Teams with Titans. The next morning at Vermilion High begins as any other... Students rush towards classes and teachers prepare to begin their lessons. In Dr. Alistair's English class, Jay sits in the front of the class, pencil in hand and notebook open. Benny and Scarlet sit in the back, and the duo of Gwen and Hanuel enter right as the bell rings. All right, my young scholars, let's focus. Yesterday... We have begun our discussion on the origins of folk tales and other urban legends. Now, while I was completing my doctoral thesis, Hyperbation and Representation in Folk Tales, interpreting ethnocentric homosociality whilst attending Oxford, I did extensive work on the legends that the indigenous people of this region had crafted. Now, stories of mass beasts that exist in waters and earth are common themes across societal structures, but the stories originated here showed that... Hanuel looks down at his wrist nervously and covers it with his hand. Uh, Hanu? Pages should be off before the bell rings. This interruption, the height of immaturity, shut it off, or I will find residents in my desk drawer. Now, as I was saying, the indigenous people of this region spoke of massive... 
Benny looks at his wrist as the small circular screen begins to glow. Hanul, what did I just say? Benny, Jai, Scarlet, you all know the rules. Turn those pages into my desk and you'll get them after class. Mr. Alistair, no, it's not like that. Doctor. What? It's not Mr. Alistair. Never. It is Dr. Alistair. I did not spend nearly a decade of my life dedicated to the study of the English language and all its eccentricities to be called Mr. ever again. Gwen, you two. Is more than enough. The five of you, the principal's office now. Maybe you can explain to him why you think it's okay to disrupt my instruction and brazenly break school protocol. The five teens make their way into the deserted hallway. Ah, my folks are gonna be pissed when they find out I got sent to the principal's office. Over a pager I don't even own. Same. I don't even know why this watch is beeping like this. Wait. Did... You all have an unexpected encounter of the supernatural or paranormal variety last night because uh, this watch is not an early birthday present. Oh, thank God. I thought I was going crazy or had the most vivid dream ever. Hey, guys, is anyone else's watch starting to vibrate? The quintet stares down at their respective wrists and begin to not only feel the vibration in their watches, but can also see they are beginning to glow with increasing intensity. This is getting a little conspicuous. Follow me. Benny leads the group quickly to the end of the hall and begins to move up the staircase. Uh, Benny, (laughs) I know we really don't know each other all that well, so I don't know how well you take criticism. So if, if, um, if this offends you, let me apologize in advance. What are you rambling on about? We're already on the second floor. We've reached the maximum level of school permitted elevation. There has to be a better place to talk than a staircase that everyone uses. We're not staying in the stairwell. We're going to the roof. Hasn't the roof been locked since those seniors got up there and launched water balloons at everyone last year? Yeah, but a locked door is only a problem if you don't have a key. Just one of the perks of being the football team manager. Scarlet opens the door to the roof and the teens find themselves overlooking all of Vermilion High. Students are running around the school track, while others are milling about the field area pretending to exercise. Benny pulls up his left sleeve and reveals the red bracelet that he received the night before. What the heck is this thing? Did everyone get visited by a glowing red ball from space too? One by one, the teens reveal their bracelets. Blue. Uh, green. Black. Pink. Has anyone been able to get theirs off? How will we even do that? These things don't have any clasps. It's like they're one solid piece and glued in place. Oh, I I was examining mine last night, and it seems like these bands are made of some sort of liquid metal. They're they're radiating some sort of a signal. It's like a... It's like Wi-Fi but not. Liquid metal? Like the Terminator? That's both awesome and scary. Wi-Fi? What's 
What's Wi-Fi? Oh, uh, Wi-Fi is a wireless networking protocol that allows devices to communicate without direct cable connections. A common misconception is... So it's broadcasting, or is it receiving a signal? Uh, receiving, I think. Uh, surprisingly, I'm not really an expert on alien nanotechnology. So what are they for? Are we supposed to use them to call someone? Would we even understand them? Mine was just spouting some crazy noises. I was trying to translate what mine said, but it's not in Korean, Mandarin, Spanish, or Tagalog. I, I got nothing. I cross-referenced it against Morse code Japanese and Sentinelese, though I am only just learning Sentinelese, so I could be... I'm out of world language. Incomplete. All the planet designated as class and our guardian protocols are engaged. The circular discs on each of the five teens' wrists begin to glow. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? What's a guardian? Did it say the planet is a threat or is under threat? Oh, um, I think the bracelets are piggybacking the signal off of each other. Everyone, put your hands together. We might get more of the message. The teens stand in a circle and place their braceleted wrists in the middle. The strobing lights all increase in intensity until they remain on. A flickering hologram of a humanoid figure appears before the teens. Planetary protection, priority. You have been chosen, guardians. The abilities for the protection of life and not to engage and vocal guardians engage. Jay's bracelet glows a bright green. Druidic defender. Gwen's bracelet glows in intense blue. Hydro hoplite. Hanuel's bracelet glows a dazzling pink. Storm sentinel. Benny's bracelet glows a deep red. Pyre paladin. Scarlet's bracelet glows a hueless black. Nova knight. The flickering image begins to repeat a motion, moving its right fist to its left wrist and rotating it 90 degrees clockwise. Uh, what is it doing? I think that's how we turn the bracelets on. And what does that mean? What happens when we turn them on? Oh, this is amazing. And befuddling. Some aliens want us to protect the planet? Uh, why? Why would they pick us? There has to be literally thousands of better suited people. Shouldn't we, I don't know, contact the police or the government? This is way over our heads. And tell them what? That alien selected us to protect the Earth and now we have technology that we can't take off? You think they wouldn't lock us up and start with the experimentation? Yeah, that is what happens in the movies. Guys, think about this. What threat could possibly be coming that the government wouldn't know about or try to stop before we could even get involved? The quintet of teens looks around and sees that one of the football field's light poles has crashed to the ground and students are fleeing the area. That was oddly coincidental. What made that roar? None of the species of animals that are indigenous to this area have a vocal range of that magnitude. 
erupting from the ground in a plume of dirt and debris, is a three-meter-tall figure covered in matted white fur. Its long limbs and its massive hands and feet each protrude numerous claws. The massive beast resembles that of the missing link or advanced primate, but with a head appearing to be that of a deer skull. What is that thing? Does it matter? It's going after those people. We have to help them. Let's go. Wait! Wait? For what? Those people need help now. The bracelets. We use the bracelets. Do we even know what these things do? What if they're bombs? I don't think aliens would attach bombs to us and then tell us to protect the planet. I, the message said something about abilities, so it, it, it's logical to assume that these aren't bombs or, or even simple ordinances. I say we try them because I have no idea how to fight that thing. If we do this, we do it all together or not at all. Who is in? You know I'm in. Those people need help, and this is going to make things easier. And I say, let's do it. You think I would miss a chance to use advanced alien technology? I am very much in. If this thing mutates me into some weird alien hybrid or gives me space cancer, I'm kicking all your butts. The teens nervously eye each other for a few moments. A mix of anticipation, fear, and excitement is palpable in the air around them. In unison, they bring their ringed fists to their circular discs on the bottom of their wrists and exclaim, Guardians engaged! The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is composed by Benny James. Our graphic art and logo are by Matthias Grelly. You can support International Podcast Month by sharing and talking about the event, and you can even buy our team members a coffee. Links are in the show notes. Follow us at PodMonth on Twitter. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and for more information about the event. International Podcast Month. Celebrating creators, sharing listeners.